Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. So yesterday morning, as my pastor was preaching, he asked a couple of people to come up on stage, and he used them in an illustration and talked about this tug of war that we often feel that we are in with God on one side, pulling us toward his will, pulling us toward his heart, drawing us, convicting us, challenging us from his word. And then on the other side, the pull of the world and of the enemy of God, the things of the world, the temporary things pulling us the opposite direction away from God. And that illustration is probably very familiar to most of us. However, my pastor kind of switched it up yesterday when he said, it's not that the enemy is holding you, but you're holding on to him. And in that moment, I just started thinking how many of us attribute our struggles, our struggles with sin, our struggles with just priorities and and choosing the things of the world over the things of God And we say the world is pulling or the devil is fighting me. But are they? Is it it really that way? Or are we just wanting what they have to offer? We have a sin nature and that sin nature strives and pulls toward the things of the world. And that's why Paul said we have to die daily. We have to crucify the flesh because that flesh that we have, that, that sin laden broken flesh is going to pull after the things of the world and we like to be super spiritual and blame it on somebody else you know the the blame game that started in the garden of eden we like to just say well it's the devil the devil's pulling on me or the world is pulling on me but is it i, I feel like i know this is a, is an unpopular concept but i feel like we need to own this we need to take responsibility for our wayward hearts because a lot of the time i feel like it's not them it's not the enemy of god pulling us it's not the world pulling us but it's us trying to go after the things of the world because just honestly we like it better the temporary pleasures of the world look better they sound better they're more accepted people like us better if we hang out with them people like us better if we laugh at their jokes people like us better if we drink with them or smoke with them or go party with them people like us better if we say that it's okay to lie so we pull after the things of the world instead of the things of god in first john chapter 2 verse 15 very familiar verses it says do not love the world of sin that opposes god and his precepts nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh and the lust and longing of the eyes and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are of the world. The world is passing away, and with it its lust, its the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings, But the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes lives forever. The the things that are of the world, he clearly differentiates them. They're they're distinctly separate from the things of God. 
And he says that the things that we're going after in this world, they don't come from the God. And not only do those things not come from God, but if we're going after those things, then we don't have the love of the Father. We're, we're completely missing the mark that we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't own that because, you know, I go to church on Sunday. I'm good. I prayed when I was seven. I'm good. And we don't talk about that this is a daily thing and that if we cross that line into loving the things of the world, then we're crossing that line away from the love of the Father. It's, that's what it says in the Bible. In James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Several things in that verse. First of all, ouch. Calling Christians, he's speaking to the church here. He's speaking to people who have made a vow to God and said, hey, I'm in this. I have, I'm surrendering. I'm doing things your way, God. And then we break that. Because we want to be a friend of the world. We want to do things that the world says is okay to do because, hey, it's easier. It's easier to just let our guard down. It's easier not to crucify the flesh. It's easier just to walk in the way of the world and not, not put effort, not put prayer into living this Christian life. But he says when we do that, when we become the friend of the world and we go after the things of the world, that we become the enemy of God. This is what I want you to catch in this verse, though. It says, whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Not whoever the world pulls away from God, whoever the devil gets away from God. No, whoever chooses. We have got to own this. We have responsibility. When we go after the things of the world, we go after them. We choose. We make a conscious decision to put the things of the world over the things of God. This is not a super spiritual concept here. This is a daily thing. This might be manifested in, I haven't read my Bible today, but I really want to scroll on Facebook until I'm so sleepy I can't hold my eyes open, and then, uh, you know what, I'll read my Bible tomorrow. Things like this. This is a small thing. Sometimes we just we don't even pay attention to these things. But in that moment, I have made the decision that I'm going to look at the temporary things of the world. I'm going to occupy my mind and fill my time with the temporary things of the world other than the things of God. I'm not saying Facebook is wrong and that you never need to go on Facebook. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the priority is wrong. Because if I put those things over the things of God, then I'm loving the world. And I'm making myself an enemy of God. We have to be careful. This is not a one-time decision. Because he's talking to the church in this verse. You've made a vow to God. You made a vow. That one-time thing. You made a vow. You said you were going to follow God. But now you're trying to be a friend of the world. And if you're a friend of the world. If you choose to be a friend of the world. That choose. We choose. We must take responsibility. We don't like to talk about this. We would rather blame it on somebody else. It, that blame game that started in the Garden of Eden, we like to keep it going. It's, it's great. Let's blame it on the world. Let's blame it on, this, on this, this invisible concept that the world is pulling us or that the devil is pulling to us. But we are holding on to him. We are holding on to what he says is, accept, uh, is acceptable. 
we have to own this. We have to take responsibility. In Ephesians 2, Paul talks about us being being risen with Christ, but he says we used to be dead in trespasses. And he says you once walked according to the course of this world. You once walked according to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life like it talks in, in 1 John. We, we did walk like that. We did want those things. But as believers, we have the responsibility to, to look at our decisions on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis even. We have that, that opportunity to witness to somebody, and then we say, well, but I just, you know, I just felt awkward, and it's just the, the pull of this world to be accepted by them, and I just didn't speak up. No, it, it probably wasn't the pull of the world as much as it was our own pride and our own ego in that moment. And we have to take responsibility for that and say, you know what, I chose today to be God's enemy. Even though Christ died for me and he paid for my sin and he took the wrath of God upon himself that I could be reconciled to God, that I that I could come to God, that he would bring me into the throne room. That's all been done for me. But today I chose the things of the world. And in choosing the things of the world, I walked right back out of the throne room and said, no, I don't want to be God's friend today. I want to do things my way. I want to do things according to the world. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is the, re- how do you be transformed? What is the renewing of your mind? It's your mind changing, your thought processes changing, that you don't do things the way that you used to, that you don't think things through the way that you used to. But how is that? Well, first of all, you have to start rejecting the things of the world. It says, do not be conformed to the world. Don't, don't do things the way that you used to do them, but be, be transformed and renewed by the word of God. That is what comes in and changes our mind. And so if we're putting anything above the word of God, if we're putting the things of the world and the concepts of the world and the principles of the world over the kingdom principles that we find in the word of God, then we will be conformed to that. I'm in in my psychology class right now. I'm doing a lot of of social psychology and how group discussion can change opinions. And it is a powerful thing when what we hear and what we listen to and what we feed on begins to conform our opinions and begins to change our minds into a different perspective. We have to own this that we are choosing the world and then run to the throne room and cry out to God in repentance and say, I am sorry that I chose something other than you today. I am sorry that I turned my back on what you have called me to do and what you have desired for me to do because I was more concerned with the things of the world. Colossians 3 talks about setting our affection on things above and not on things of this world. It is a choice that we make. What are we holding on to? Let, let, let's own this, guys. I know it's not popular, but we have a responsibility as children of God to say, I choose today. I choose today if I'm going to follow after the things of the world or if I'm going to put God first. This, don't be super spiritual. Be practical. Look at your life in honesty and say, what am I putting forth? What am I putting first in my attitudes, in my actions, in my decisions, in my choices on a daily basis? What am I holding on to?